I'm Jim Nichols, and this is the Life with Grace and Peace podcast. Thank you for choosing to spend a little bit of your week with me. This is a podcast where I share thoughts on life. Really, it's about the life abundant that Jesus offered his followers in John 10.10. Those followers would take the Jesus kingdom message wherever they went. And many of the letters we have include the phrase grace and peace, a greeting, certainly, but also more than that a way of living abundant. And so I'm looking for ways to live with grace and peace. And this podcast is a place to share a few of the ways in which I'm growing. So again, I'm thankful that you're joining me on this journey and I'm honored to spend these moments together. My prayer is that as we journey along together, we will sense the guiding presence of Holy Spirit as we all walk deeper into the life of grace and peace. If I'm honest, the last week or so has been pretty rough. To quote an old friend, the struggle has been real. I know I'm not alone either. We're living in a season that is just really hard right now. We call it the new normal, but it's anything but normal. Even with limited time and limited conversations, I hear the stories. We try and make jokes about not getting up out of our PJs or about forgetting what day it is. There is also a deep truth and some deep fear behind our jokes. My kids eat a lot of cereal, so cereal boxes are always around. And the last week or so has well, kind of felt like being in a discarded cereal box with the lid slowly closing in and things getting darker and tighter. Or maybe it's more like a roller coaster that won't stop. In many ways, it's slowed down considerably, but it still just keeps going. At some point, we just want to pull into the station and relax a bit. Or maybe it's information overload and the amount of stuff our minds are processing has reached a point where our brains and body just kind of want to shut down. Even if life is feeling a bit frozen right now, decision fatigue is a real thing. I want to do the right thing, but with so many opinions, what is the right thing? Of course, the divisiveness of our larger culture is no help here. If I say this, will I get sucked into a corner? If I don't respond, will I be mislabeled? And who knew a simple thing like wearing a mask would dominate so much of our conversations? Or that church attendance during a pandemic would be a cry for religious liberty? As a proud planner, not being able to see or have a plan for what's coming next has been rough. And to this, my soul has needed the wisdom and words of Henry Nouwen. I've been reading his book, Following Jesus, which is perfect for me right now. Following Jesus is what I've wanted my entire life to be about. But in the recent days, following has looked like, well, at times more like aimlessly trudging through a deep fog. But Henry speaks to this fog in a way that brings a lightness to my fatigued body and a bit of clarity for my cloudy journey. This week, now one brought me to Luke 5, 1 to 11. In the story, the noise had gotten loud and the crowds had gotten big. Jesus couldn't even see all the people coming to him. So he borrows a boat from some fishermen and teaches from the water. And from that perspective, he can see the crowds and the fishermen have some entertainment as they repair and clean their tools. As Jesus finishes up, he asks Simon to take him fishing. Now Simon knows his stuff and he knows when it's time to fish and when it's time to nap. 
Simon's been out on the water all night seeking for a catch. He was ready to call it a day. But hearing Jesus speak invited Peter into the impossible. Jesus said, let's go out to the deeper waters. That's not where Peter wanted to be. It's an illogical request. It means getting out all that's been put away and stowed in order to do something that should have no payout. And yet Jesus invites to these deeper waters, and Peter agrees. In this place of exhaustion and where no one wanted to be, the fishermen becomes disciples. Go out into the deep waters. What a strange thing for Jesus to say. From what we know, Jesus wasn't a fisherman. He didn't have a fish finder at the end of his walking staff that beeped when he got near a big school. But he was someone that invited others, in this case, a bunch of fishermen, to trust him. I think that's what going out to deeper waters mean. Taking the next small step of trust. Could that be what discipleship is? Is no one right when he says that discipling is taking a small step and experiencing the fullness of God's love? Is discipleship just giving expression to God's amazing love and then letting that expression take all the forms possible? A small step of trust opens us to receiving from the bigger heart of God, the God who does have the answers, who does know the plan and what is coming. Now it invites me to see that following Jesus means giving my unique form and incarnation over to God's love. But how? How do I go out to those deep waters? How can I trust when I'm in that box or unending roller coaster or in the fog? I see the giants of the faith and they don't seem to have these questions. They seem to always know what to do. And I am certainly not like, not like them. Do I fake it till I make it? Is that the answer? Is there some book I can read that will just tell me how to get from A to B? One of the beautiful things about God is that God's abundance is seen in us. You and I, we are so wildly and incredibly diverse and different. God didn't make a bunch of cookie-cutter, prefabricated beings. God gave unique fingerprints, unique souls to each and every one. That means to try and be like anyone else is to miss, is to miss the point and what it means to belong to God. The truth is there are no two followers of Jesus who are alike. That's brilliantly beautiful. So if being a copycat disciple ain't going to do it, and pretending won't either, what is the next step? Did you notice Jesus doesn't reprimand Simon for what was certainly a begrudging shove off from the shore? Instead, Jesus invites him to trust, take a small step, and say, let's just go out. Peter didn't know what was out there or what was going to be accomplished, but he did choose to trust Jesus. There's my silver light right now. As a disciple, not only do I not need to be Billy Graham or N.T. Wright or John Wesley, instead I, Jim Nichols, only can choose to take one small step and trust God's love to hold me up. All I need to do is take a step in order to be with Jesus, a step away from fear and into God's heart, don't need to jump. I just need to move towards him. But what's the step? How do I know which direction to go? Now one wonders if we spend so much time on the big will of God's things that we miss that our next steps are small and very knowable. Guy who cut you off, next step. Next step may just be letting it be and not racing up to tell him what a moron he is. Being kind, holding our tongue 
from something that will only inflame a situation, refusing to pay back someone's bad attitude with a quick sarcastic retort, turning off social media or screen time, when all it's doing is building fear and taking life, these are easy steps. And they may be more in line with following God's will for our life than we know. Sometimes we have to endure the unknowing and the tiresome roller coaster, but even there we can still take a small next step. Sometimes the noise is great, and the mind, heart, and soul can feel like a bomb has gone off. Sometimes a pandemic will take the best out of you and leave you pretty ragged and weary. In those moments, I wonder how many invitations we miss to go into deeper waters with Jesus. Let me close with these words from one of my favorite authors, James Bryan Smith. Words that are great hope to me in rough days like this. He says, you are one in whom Christ delights and dwells. You live in the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. Kingdom's not in trouble, and neither are you. I hope you'll join me next week as I continue to explore the depths of Henry Nouwen's book, Following Jesus. As we get closer to Ascension and Pentecost, even in the midst of a pandemic, I am anticipating a new move of God's Spirit on a weary and distracted church. I hope you'll join me in praying for this move. I know I'm praying for it, for you, and for me. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and if you did, you'll share it with a friend. And thanks for listening and joining me on this journey. Until next time, may God, the Father's unending love, the radical grace of the risen one Jesus, and the empowering presence of the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, be with you as we walk together into a life with grace and peace.